Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Serve Denton Weekly, where we interview local leaders who are on the front lines of helping those in need in our community. I'm your host, Ian Harvard. One of the biggest barriers for people to better their lives is a lack of education. And not only that, but a lack of access to affordable education. Without the right certifications, degrees, and experience, it can be impossible to get the job you need that allows you to move up in life and provide for basic needs. Being able to have access to affordable education can be a game changer in someone's life. Today, I'm talking with Tracy Flanagan from North Central Texas College about how someone can begin a life-changing journey through getting an education starting today. NCTC works hard to remove the barriers that people face so they can begin their journey to a better life. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Okay, I'm here with Tracy Flanagan. Tracy is the Senior Director of Counseling and Advising at NCTC, North Central Texas College. And Tracy, I'm really happy you're here on the podcast today. Thank you. I'm very happy to be back at Serve Denton. Yeah, you've, you've been here quite a bit and part of our uh, nonprofit leadership program. Yes, absolutely. We've, we've been in touch quite a bit lately. Yes. Y'all are the model of social services. So oh, my goodness. Just like... If I was in middle school right now, I'd be writing Tracy Hart served it and all over my Trapper Keeper. That so is just, so you know, kind. Hopefully that's you know awesome. what Trapper Keeper is. But yes, just, okay, that's right. You. So you're, you're with NCTC. And, you know, I think Denton is known for being the college university town that it is. That's, right. You know, that's so much of our population is students. Um, and so, you know, we have UNT, TWU, and then you guys at right. NCTC. And I think sometimes there can be some confusion. I kind of what makes NTTC different than UNT and TW. I know, I think we know it is, but I don't right. think we always know how it is. Exactly, exactly. So, so tell me, yeah, kind of tell me what makes it different from a typical four-year university. Right. So community colleges have, they kind of have a different mission. So we have students that obviously want to come to us to complete freshman, sophomore courses, those core classes, you know, English, government, history, math, sciences, to be able to transfer to a four-year university. Um, and that way they don't have as much time that they, they need to spend at the university. And the courses at NCTC are obviously, they're more affordable. Um, they're smaller classroom size. And so for somebody going to college for the first time, it can be less intimidating um, and they can kind of get their feet wet and figure out how to be a college student because it is a big transition from high school to college or from being out of school for, you know, for a while, being in the workforce, raising a family, and then coming back to college for the first time. So, you know, the community college really serves multiple purposes. You know, we have really a lot of workforce and technical programs to really tap into what the local workforce needs, you know, with accounting, business management, um, welding, heating, ventilation, air conditioning, nursing, surgical technology, radiology, criminal justice. I mean, we have all of these specialized career and technical programs really designed to get people to work sooner rather than later. Um, it doesn't mean they can't go on and complete a degree at a university. It just means they have somewhere to start to kind of get their more immediate needs met and also meet the needs, you know, of the workforce and the communities that we serve. Because mm -hmm. we want to provide a service. We want to provide a service to students and help them better their lives. And we want to provide a service to the communities where we are. Because if we're, if we're helping people improve their lives, then we're helping our communities. You know, we're, right. we're making our immediate world and the world at large, you know social scientists here. I mean, we're, you know, by helping individuals, we're helping our community, we're helping society as a whole. And why wouldn't we want everyone to have the chance at a better life and better opportunities and 
and not just survive, but actually provide a life for themselves and, and their family or their future family that they want to have. So community colleges just, they have kind of a wide array of programs and they can range from all different periods of time. So um, sometimes people think, I don't want to go to college because I don't have two, three, four, five years to invest, but that isn't necessarily the time that you're going to invest because maybe that's not what you need to get in the career that you want. Right. And so, you know, we were, we were right before we started this recording, we were chatting for a second and you were talking about kind of the, the different people that were wanting to interview on this podcast. And I offhandedly made the comment, I'm excited to have you on because you guys aren't a nonprofit, you're an educational institution. But you corrected me in saying <laughs> that actually you are a nonprofit. And I had honestly no clue. And I don't think most other people do too. Tell me kind of about how NCTC is a nonprofit and, and how that sets you apart from other universities. Right, right. So community colleges, you know, are are nonprofit because they are they're providing a service, you know. So we're not what we charge in tuition and fees is basically what we have to charge just to function. So we're not making any money. We're we're making sure that we have, you know, the financial stability to provide the classes and the student services and, you know, the supplemental support services that students need. Um, and to have, you know, maybe additional campuses or things like that to provide, you know, more services and have more outreach um, in different communities. Um, you know, we rely on state appropriations, um, our tuition and fees, but also donations. We have wonderful, uh, we have a wonderful foundation office. We have wonderful donors. Um, and so they, they keep us going, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, so we're really, we're not here to make money. We're here to make students' lives better, you know, and to build our community and to provide, you know, for what they need to, you know, to be even stronger and to have the, have the workforce that they need and for students to have the lives that they, that they want, you know, and improve upon and have more financial stability, um, not just living paycheck, you know, to paycheck, um, building their confidence, building, you know, and growing who they are as a person. Yeah, and I think that's incredible that it's having an educational institution in town that is there to better the lives of, of their students. And I mean, obviously, that's what every educational institution wants, you know, but right. at the same time, being able to provide that an affordable cost is so helpful to so many people who are in need. Right. And for you guys, you know, I, when I think about community colleges, I do think the first thing I think of is the associate degree, mm -hmm. getting those two years that maybe you do transfer into uh, another university. Um, but I know you have other programs in that. And like you said, it's all focused on trying to better those people's lives that are coming and taking classes from you all. So you, you kind of, uh, when we were talking before, you kind of mentioned that there's a few different kinds. There's adult continuing education programs, there are certificate programs, and then of course the associate degree program. Tell me kind of the difference between all those different programs and who, which which one might be for who. Right, right. So um, it can be confusing, you know, because we do have a <laughs> lot of different programs. So, you know, as I'm talking about these, I don't want anybody to feel like, OK, I need to write all this down because I have to know which program I'm, I'm most interested in. Right. And they're like, all on your website. You can it, go to find it. Exactly. And we're and we're here to help you figure that out. So mm -hmm. you don't have to know all the questions to ask. You just have to say, well, where do I get started? And, and we're going to talk with you and we're going to help you figure it out. You know, we have the adult continuing ed programs, which can vary, in, you know, from three weeks to a few months. So they're more short term programs. Um, and then certificates are typically around a year. And then associate's degrees are typically two years. I say typically because it just, you know, depends on how many classes you can take. We have a lot of students who work, who are balancing, you know, a job, maybe more than one job with family responsibilities. So, you know, we want to be able to to get you to where you need to be next as soon as possible, but understanding your 
a human was alive <laughs> and you have other responsibilities, um, we want to help you balance those and, and get to where you need to be successfully without overwhelming you or um, without you feeling like you need to just, you need to give something up because usually what they give up is college. You know, right. usually what they give up are the classes. So we don't want you to give up. We want to help you figure out how to balance it all. So you don't have to know all the questions to ask. We, we need to provide you with the answers before you even ask the questions. We just want you to say, what can you offer me? Or mm -hmm. why should I even come there? Or I don't even know where to start. Please help. That's all you, that's all you need to do. And, and we're going to help you find your way and figure out what program is best for you. You know, some people may start with a continuing ed, like QuickBooks certification, you know, just a few weeks. And then they decide, well, now I want to keep going. I want to get the accounting certificate. Well, now I want to keep going and I want to get associates in accounting and then transfer and get a bachelor's in business. So they're building blocks. So mm. you don't have to, to say, you know, okay, I need to figure out what I want, the longest term goal possible. Yeah, that's good to know the long term, but let's figure out how to break it up into chunks and figure out where to start. Because the sooner you can improve the, your quality of life, the better for you, the better for your family. So if there's something we can provide to you in a few weeks, a few months, you know, within a year, that's going to improve you know, your career potential, your financial, you know, stability, your housing, your access to food, childcare. I mean, life is expensive. So, and lots of people are struggling right now, even, you know, now some more than ever. So we don't want to be a, another burden. We don't want to be another thing that you struggle with. We want to be something that helps you pull yourself up out of the struggle and make things better. That's really a helpful way of putting it, of kind of these building blocks to a career or to more education, more opportunities, ultimately, at the end of the day, where you don't necessarily have to have that long term vision in mind to be able to take your next step. And I think that can be a big barrier for people mm -hmm. sometimes. It can feel really overwhelming right. to enroll in a program, dedicate four years to it. That's why a lot of people don't finish, obviously, you know, because it's such a huge commitment and task. And, you know, working here at Denton, one thing that we see all the time is that, um, you know, not having uh, an education in order to get the job that you need, to make the money that you need, to put the food on the table and take care of your family. I mean, that not having that education or access to it can be a big barrier for people and having that up upward mobility mm -hmm. in their life. When you're working with people who are interested in your program and wanting to learn more about it, what are some of the most common barriers you run into that keep people from pursuing an advanced education? Yeah, it's a lot of times it's what's in their own head and mm. not through any fault of their own. Not that there's any there's anything that they're doing wrong. It's they haven't had maybe a whole lot of encouragement or a lot of confidence or a lot of positive experiences with education um, or just in general, you know, mm -hmm. in, in the world. Maybe, you know, there was maybe a counselor or some teachers or a parent or a family member that was really encouraging. But for the most part, it's been a lot of negativity or even not even just negativity, just like college isn't for you. You got to get a job. You got to help us survive. Mm -hmm. You know, their, their family's just been struggling just generations of, of struggle and survival. And so college was never on the table because it's like, we don't have time for that. You need to, you need to help raise siblings. You need to help take care of ailing you know, parents or grandparents. You need to help our family survive. Wow. So we see a lot of that. Um, and, and also just the perception of what college is, you know, like I have to be college material <laughs> there. I don't think there's any such thing as college material, right. you know, especially at the community college level, you know, do you want to change your life? Do you want it to be better? 
check. Okay, you've met our unspoken criteria that we don't have because that's really that's all you need is to just want your life to be better. Wow. That's that's you don't have to be college material. You just you just have to know that we have something for you. We have we have a way up, you know, for you to be in a better place. And so let's figure out what that is. And if it's obviously it's it's normal to have financial concerns. How can I afford to go to school because maybe if I'm working full time or I'm working two jobs or I have young children, how do I manage this? So we're not there just to talk about classes. We're here to talk about what does your life look like? What do you want it to look like? And let's figure out how to make it happen. We understand you have to work. You have kids, transportation issues. Maybe you don't have a car. Maybe your family, you know, five, five shares one car, you know, whatever it is. Let's talk about what you have in your life. What resources do you have? What resources do you not have? And let's help get you connected. That's why another part of being a community college is connecting with great agencies like Serve Denton. <laughs> And the other social service and nonprofits in the area, because we can't survive without y'all and the services that you provide that we can't. So we all we all have to work together to provide a network of support, you know, for the students we have and the students that we want to let them know this is possible. It's going to take some work, but you don't have to know all the answers. You don't have to figure it all out. We're going to help you figure it out. Yeah. Well, and you just named, I mean, so many barriers that people have to, you know, between them, between them and, and receiving that education. And so much of it is in their own minds. And, you know, maybe it was never an option for them Mm -hmm. for one reason or another. And then there are those other things like transportation and kids and jobs and finances. So, you know, obviously you've worked with so many of these people, you know, over your career. How, how is, what, what is NCCC doing to help remove those barriers so more people can receive that education? Yeah, because some of the other barriers are just getting bogged down in the processes, you Mm -hmm. know, just like, how do Paperwork. I apply? Yes, yeah. right. Because, yeah. you know, application for financial aid, you know, mm-hmm. it's a government form. It's Department of Ed, not NCTC created. Sorry. <laughs> we have <laughs> no control over that one. That. <laughs> yeah. Now, granted, yeah. it's it's electronic. You know, back in the day, it was paper. You mailed it in. Um, and you also had to provide like a paper copy of your tax returns. Mm-hmm. That's old school. You know, so it does electronically. You know, you can pull in your tax returns um, or parents' tax return information. Um, so, Making those processes, you know, that are just what they are, you know, we can make them as as simple as possible, but things that we can't change or can't control, let's make sure we connect you and have people walk you through the process. So we revamped basically our whole admissions office where um, it's called the main stop. We have enrollment guides. So they're there to walk students through how do you apply to NCTC? It's the Apply Texas application. Um, How do you complete the free application for federal student aid? And, you know, of course, our financial aid office is there to also, you know, fill in those gaps because there's always things that come up after starting the application Mm -hmm. and finishing it. You know, there's verification processes or other documents that have to be turned in. So we don't just say, go to this website, fill this out. It's, okay, let me help help you get started. Let me help you finish. If you're stuck, let's walk through it. You know, so let's make sure you get from, you know, from A to B and then you can go from there. So the other part of that, too, is recognizing that we're not, I mean, we're not elitist. Yeah, Mm -hmm. we're a college, but we're, you know, we're we're a service sure. you know we're here to serve we're a service agency so we're not here to like keep people out and and you know make sure people are worthy of us like we need to be worthy of you hmm. so we're not sitting up on the hill you know thinking that we're all that yeah <laughs> we know yeah. we have good things to provide but we know you have even more amazing things to provide us so you're going to grow as a person and you're going to develop and you're going to create that better life for yourself, but we want to be a part of that. We want to be a part of that. So you don't have to prove anything to us in terms of being worthy of coming to NCTC. We need to make sure that you know 
you're worthy already and you're welcome here. And how can we help you be a better version of the you that you already are? Yeah, I love that. And obviously you you have done that with with tons of people. So how have you seen people who have gone through this process, you know, who've overcome those barriers, applied, gotten in, kind of gone through those building blocks of their education? How have you seen that impact some people's lives? It's it's amazing. And it's pretty much a weekly basis. You know, it wow. could be any office from admissions, you know, main stop, financial aid, advising, business office, obviously instruction, you know, faculty are interacting with their students that are in class every day. I mean, somebody or more than one person normally hears a story every day, every week um, of every month of just what being in classes, what, you know, learning a skill, what getting a certification has meant to them. Um, so, there's hundreds, you know, thousands of stories of, you know, students who are the first person in their family to ever finish a college education. Um, and they've inspired their younger siblings to do the same. They've inspired their parents to come to school That's maybe awesome. for the first time. We've had parents that have come to NCTC and taking classes with their students, you know, maybe not the exact same class, but they're enrolled <laughs> at the same time. Um, some of them graduated, you know, together, siblings going together. Um, you know, individuals leaving at really abusive situations, you know, they're working on online classes, you know, in a shelter hmm. um, and completing a program. And we have to remember at NCTC in every office, you know, regardless of, of where we work, what department, the power that we have, we have the potential to make or break somebody's perception of themselves hmm. and the value that they may not know that they have. So, we have to always remember in every conversation we have, whether it's a phone call, whether it's an email, face-to-face, -face, don't have a lot of those right now, but <laughs> um, every interaction we have with a student could be, you know, could change the trajectory of their life. Right. Because we could say or do something that inspires them or that just completely deflates them. We could be just one more person who didn't believe in them. And so it's like, you know, I thought I was going to give it a try. You know, they finally mustered up enough motivation or confidence, not even motivation, just the confidence to feel like maybe I, I could go there and I could do something. And if we don't greet them, you know, in the manner that we need to and welcome them and see them for who they are and who they can be, then how are they? And so we have to remember every single moment, every interaction, no matter even if we answer the same question. 50 times mm -hmm. that day it's the first time that student asked it because they didn't hear the other 50 conversations that you had yeah so you have to remember every interaction you have is the first and maybe one and only interaction you're going to have so you better make it count yeah that's incredible and you know especially right now with everything that's going on and probably a barrier more than most barriers that none of us saw coming is of course this covid pandemic that we're a part of right now and there's all kinds of conversations around how school is going to be done in the fall and, and what that's going to look like. And, you know, that's, that's probably a whole nother conversation, but for, for NCTC, what, how are you guys helping courses continue on this fall? And for someone who they, they want to hop in, but it's just kind of a weird time to do that. How are you providing that opportunity for them in this unique time that we're living in right now? It's, it's funny because it's kind of like some people are saying, you know, I just don't know if this is the time to start college classes because I don't know if I'm going to be, I'm trying to find work. I'm, I don't know if my kids are going to go back to school or if it's mm -hmm. going to be this rotation schedule or if they're, I'm still going to be, I'm going to have to homeschool and, and try and figure out how to make money at the same time. And so because we've had to adapt and go to a primarily 
you know, online format for all of our services and all of our classes. Um, it's kind of like you could you can make this work now more than ever. This might be a good time to hop in. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Because with your life in flux, if you're taking classes online, which I know not not every student is super enthused about online classes. Mm-hmm. Um, but what the thing is, is our instruction you know area has gotten more creative in terms of the technology and the resources they're using to make online classes more engaging and, you know, connecting with students still and doing virtual lectures um, and having classroom discussions virtually. So it's not just log in, read this material, take a quiz. You know, they worked really hard to really amp up how they offer their coursework so a student doesn't feel like shortchanged, you know, because mm-hmm. they're not in the classroom. Mm-hmm. They're they're engaging them and making sure there's there's this level of interaction that would that they would get in the classroom, but it's just virtually. So in, it may not be ideal for some students, especially if they're first time in college, to start out with online. But with this this format, it's synchronous online is a new format that we're using where there's scheduled days and times that they log into a virtual lecture. So they're in a virtual classroom where they can ask questions in real time and they're seeing their instructor in real time. So um, there's a lot of there's a lot of positives to that because if life happens. If things, you know, they're not able to go where they need to go or things are shut down or, you know, they're having to work where they can and maybe changing jobs, they've got a class schedule that's really flexible because they're not coming to campus, you know, uh, unless they're in a program that really requires them to be there. You know, some of our hands-on technical and healthcare, you know, there are some in science classes, there's some hybrid sections, but still that's limited. It's not, it's not your typical, I'm going to class Monday through Thursday, you know, mm-hmm. eight to three, it's no, you know, no student schedule is really going to look like that because it's primarily going to be these hybrid online, synchronous online type classes where it does offer them more flexibility to manage all the other areas of their life, whatever that looks like in the fall. The flexibility is huge, being able to work in more around your schedule and having kind of that both and online, offline, you know, so get your hands on experience with the depending on what it is, but having those online classroom experiences. You know, I I have my own experiences with online classes and just the way that I've been a part of it. There hasn't been a whole lot of that classroom interaction, but I think that's that's been the main thing I've missed. And I love that you guys are making that a priority to where you can still interact with your professor or your classmates and and feel like you're still in a classroom experiencing it it together. Exactly. And the same thing with student services. We've gotten, um, you know, we've always done you know like phone appointments and use zoom and some virtual appointments kind of you know intermittently right um so we were already familiar with that but we just didn't rely on that like Mm -hmm. you know right we relied on people being on campus walking into advising and counseling or walking into our completion center or career services you know and just saying hey i need to meet with my advisor or counselor so um we get pretty comfortable with our routine Mm -hmm. and so this shook us up and made us really do the things that we needed to do to meet students where they are because if students they can't always come to campus and especially even if our campuses were open right now students still couldn't come because Mm -hmm. they've got kids at home they've jobs trying to you know pull together different types of resources and assistance and social services maybe because they're trying to make ends meet and pay the bills so expecting them to have to come to campus for every service and every need to be met isn't realistic and it's not fair to the student so we're using obviously technology you know, more even in student services, um, you know, with virtual appointments and phone appointments and online scheduling for appointments. So um, we're going to continue to do that because we find that students 
really appreciate it because they're like, I can just call you on my lunch hour and just do a 30, you know, 30 minute advising appointment and get registered. Absolutely. You know, I can, uh, we have advisors and, and coaches, career coaches, completion center coaches doing evening appointments. And so we're going to continue to do that because students' lives don't fit in a box between eight to five, you know, on campus. So we can continue to work with them and, and do things in a way that's different for us, but it's actually better for the student and, and it's allowing us to progress the way we need it to. To wrap up here, if someone's listening to this and maybe going back to school or pursuing that higher education has crossed their minds, but maybe they're kind of like the person that you described, that maybe it never was on the table for them in the first place, or they feel like they have all these barriers in the way. If, if someone's been thinking about it, but they, they haven't taken that first step yet, what would be one thing you would love to say to them? You, you deserve to be here. You deserve to be at NCTC. You deserve to have a better life. So I don't believe that education, especially higher education, I don't believe it's a privilege. I think it's a right. I think everybody has the right to more education, to more training, to a better quality of life. So like I said earlier, you don't have to prove it. You don't have to prove your worth. You're already worth it. Come to us or tell us how to get in touch with you and let us talk to you about how you are worth it and how you do have value and how we can help you get to that next step where you want to be, where you feel like you're doing something that provides a quality of life that's better for you, that you're passionate about, that you're excited about, and that makes you realize that that you have value and that you're an even better version, you know, of, of who you already are. And we're going to see you where you are. We're going to meet you where you are. And you're already good enough, but let's figure out how to make your life, you know, even better. I think there's a lot of people that need to hear that. Tracy, thank you so much for coming on. This was great talking to you. And uh, where can people learn more about these programs at NCTC? You can visit nctc.edu. Um, and actually, if you go to the student services section, you can see how to get in touch with all of our different offices um, and how we're working virtually. Phone numbers, we use text messaging, um, email, or just in general, if you just want to email advising at nctc.edu. Like I said, don't worry about if if we're not the office to start with, we're going to get you to where you need to be. So just email any questions you have to advising at nctc.edu and we're going to get the conversation started. That's great. Tracy, thanks so much for talking to me today. Thank you. Receiving an affordable education could be the key that unlocks a whole new world of opportunity for someone. If you found this conversation valuable, you can share it with a friend, family member, or coworker, or share it on your social media. Also, if you want to support what we are doing here at Serve Denton, let me tell you about our circle of support. Our circle of support is our monthly supporters. There are some amazing people in our community that support us every month. Some at $10, $25, $50 a month, some even more. But every dollar you give goes to making our community of nonprofits at the Serve Denton Center thrive which makes it easier for people in need to find help. If you want to join, go to servedenton.org slash donate, and I'll put a link in the show notes for you. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and we'll be back next week with another one. As always, thanks for listening.